The next station is Manchester. Please ensure you have all your personal belongings with you at all times. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Welcome in. Welcome back. This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. And it is Thursday, the 16th of August. It is day four of Britball Week. Um, hope you have been joining the weekly, the daily podcasts uh, where we've gone behind the scenes. A peek behind the curtain, if you will, into the American football game over here in the UK. Another one, another one for you again today, Ben Nuttall uh, of the Manchester Titans. Uh, a bit of a short interview that one, but um, we will today we'll be looking at what it's like to be a player in, in Britball. And we're also going to be touching upon a bit of flag football. Uh, for those that you aren't too familiar with flag football, uh, we, we dive into that a little bit and what that's all about and what that's like and how that works and also how you can get into it. But before we do that, a bit of housekeeping and a bit of NFL news before we get into the interview. Jalen Ramsey, the defensive player for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, has come out and made a comment basically on every quarterback in the league. Some <laughs> some more controversial than others. Um, he said Andrew Luck is not really that good. Uh, he said Joe Flacco sucks. Um, said that Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson will be fighting out the MVP award for the next couple of years, next five to ten years. But the one probably the most shocking of all uh, was his, were his comments about Josh Allen. Um, basically, said that he is trash. His comments were, and I quote, I think Allen is trash. I don't care what nobody say. I mean, that's great English. He's trash, and it's going to show too. That's a stupid draft pick to me. We play them this year, and I'm excited as hell. I hope he's their starting quarterback. He played at Wyoming. Every time they played a big school, like they played Iowa State, which is not a big school in my opinion because I went to Florida State, and he threw five interceptions, and they lost by a couple of touchdowns, uh, t- couple of touchdowns or something like that. He never beat a big school. If you look at his games against big schools, it was always hella interceptions, hella turnovers. It's like, yo, if you're this good, why couldn't you do better? He fits that mould. He's a big, tall quarterback. Big arms, supposedly. I don't see it personally. That's pretty <laughs> That's pretty brutal. Um, Josh Allen responded by put, but playing down to it, obviously. Uh, he was just saying about that he doesn't really care what anyone else thinks. He just, think, he just cares about what the... His teammates think, obviously, which is a, a generic vanilla kind of response you're going to get out of uh, that kind of situation. But yeah, I very much recommend checking that out on uh, Twitter or, you know, it's all over NFL sites, uh, what he said about every quarterback. Um, had some good things to say about some of them and, and then some, yeah, it's just, it's just it's just that point in the season where, in the off-season where we just need we need football to start and we need players to, to fight on the pitch. So very much looking forward to that. Obviously, it's week two of the NFL preseason um in a couple of hours um highlighted by a rematch of the last year's super bowl eagles and the patriots so a couple of storylines obviously in there a couple of storylines in most games so i think what we'll do is uh, say so we'll get britball out week out of the way and then our podcasts next week we'll go through weeks one and two uh, of the preseason maybe talk about some players obviously Darius geis um injury yeah, for those of you who don't know he's obviously done for the season so we'll, we'll cover a bit of that 
we'll cover any some of the, the the battles that are happening in training camp obviously games as well so we'll be looking at you know teams and depth charts and, and and see if we can get any edges there as we go ahead into draft season one big bit of news there des bryant is currently in cleveland uh potentially going to be signing up for those um yeah, Hard Knocks obviously is the Cleveland Browns this year and Josh Gordon uh, is currently missing. Corey Colburn uh, has just been obviously traded to the Bills. Obviously, we we'll, should, should, should be seeing that uh, over in episode two of Hard Knocks, which I think is tonight or tomorrow uh, on Sky Sports. I think it's tomorrow, actually. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on in the NFL at the moment. It's just pre-season. Um, obviously, trying to get those little nuggets of gold to help you in your drafts and obviously to help you pick up those like those diamonds in the rough and just to see where you can get some edges and build those rosters. But back to today, uh, it's of, co- it's of course Ripple Week and we are near, nearing the end of the journey. I'm hoping you are very much enjoying that. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Get us on Twitter at Full10Yards. And if uh, also, um, we'll be talking to a couple more teams tomorrow. Hopefully you'll be able to get in touch with the Tamworth Phoenix and the Sheffield Giants. Um, so look out for that. But we're going to get into the interview of Ben Nuttall uh, of the Manchester Titans. And uh, afterwards, on the other side, we'll, we'll talk about what's coming up for the podcast and all the other little bits going on as well. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Okay, next up on the Britball Week focus, uh, we have a Manchester Titans player, Ben Nuttall. And Ben, I uh, hope you well, buddy. And I, 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 um, I get from all your messages and um, from things that I've seen that you are quite a handyman in, in American football. You play quite a lot of different facets and you also do a bit of coaching as well. Uh, yeah, kind of jack of all trades, if you want to call it that. <laughs> do you just want to give a background on how you, you got into the game uh, itself and then maybe just your journey through the, through the years of where you are today? Okay, um, I started out, well, I the NFL just kind of channel flicking on Sky Sports. Um, the, I think it was a Redskins at Giants game, uh, which is why I'm a Redskins fan for my sins. Uh, kind of from there, just got more and more into the NFL. Uh, went down to Manchester Titans, who's my local team. Uh, initially to play senior, but I just about made the corners by, by about a month, I think, for the junior team. Uh, so I spent my first year playing uh, just about everywhere, really, for the junior team. Uh, I think we had 18 players for most of the season, playing 11 aside, which was uh, eventful. Got a few um, a few drubbings along the way. Uh, and I missed, I missed a couple of years after that, actually, with a quite a bad knee injury, I uh, tore my ACL in, I think it was my last game. Yeah, it would have been my last game. Um, so I kind of took a couple of years out, built built my knee back up, uh, kind of stayed in touch with the Titans, though, you know, through social media, checking on the scores and that kind of thing. Um, came back uh, for the senior team when they were in Division 2. Played played that whole season for them there. We, uh, well, we didn't win promotion, we were given promotion um, after a 10 and a season. I also did one. Uh, played again in Div 1 for two years, I think it was. Um, and then unfortunately got injured again. So I've, I've mixed out on the Premiership season with them. Uh, mm. But to make up for that, I've been playing for the flag team and I've also been coaching the under-19s. Mm. Nice. And do you, do you maybe just want to give uh, an overview because we really haven't had any focus on on flag football. Maybe you just want to give a um, an overview of what flag football is and maybe the main differences between that and the, the contact game. 
Uh, well, flag football is is kind of the non-contact version of American football. Uh, it's quite being pushed quite big at the uh, by the NFL at the minute. They've got kind of a yeah. a spring league almost, which is flag football. Um, so there's plenty of kind of footage out there. People who want to look at it. Um, it's five v five in the UK. Um, everybody's eligible as a receiver. Uh, it's just kind of it's kind of Pascal, I suppose, really. Okay. Um, and you have kind of two flags, as called, on your hips, and you make tackles by pulling the flags out rather than tackling somebody to the ground. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's just gone into a kind of split tier where we had first year of a premiership, which uh, Titans are playing in, and we won our division. And uh, we've got the national playoff finals, and is it next week, yeah, next week, mm. yeah, over in Sheffield. Who's interested? Okay. And which which version of the game do you prefer? Do you prefer flag or do you prefer a bit of contact? Um, they've both got the upsides really. Um, you know, I, I enjoy flag because it's it's pure. You know, I play wide receiver tight end, um, so it's, it's pure football really. It's throw the ball, catch the ball. Uh, but at the same time, you do kind of miss that contact of going 1v1 against somebody in the trenches almost. So it's uh, it's difficult, really. I'd, I'd love to play both if I had the, the time and the uh, the body to do it. Yeah. But um, I think I'll, my, my plan is to go back to contact next season. Okay. And is that for Manchester as well? Yeah, that'd be for Manchester. They've just started up a B team. Okay. So I think I'll be with the B team. Uh, just, well, I'm still rehabbing and, well, kind of, an aggravated injury, so he'll be uh, work with a B team, maybe do a little bit more coaching, and uh, see where that takes me. Yeah, so we've had um, Sam uh, Sam Bloomfield on on the show. Obviously, he's quarterback for the for the Titans team. So, yeah, just want to maybe, Sam, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's on holiday at the moment, so that's why he's not on uh, not on the, not on the shows. But um, I'll probably catch him at some point. Do you maybe just want to go over um, what you do for coaching? Uh, I spoke to the Edinburgh uh, uh, the East Kilby Pirates uh, under 19s head coach last night. Uh, he was giving me a bit of insight, obviously, what goes on there. And it's obviously a bit more uh, centred around having a bit more fun, enjoying the game, rather than this, you know, maybe not necessarily so much emphasis put on, on winning. But what's, what's it like at Manchester there in, in the 19s level? Um, yeah, I could agree with that. It's, it's always a little bit more you know, fun and enjoyment driven. Um, you know, it's everyone gets reps kind of thing. But at the same time, it's still a competitive league. Yeah. still got competitive players. They all want to win. And, you know, it's, I think it's bad if you try and coax out of people, especially, you know, 18, 19. Um, you know, they want to win, so we do our best to put in a position to win. Yeah. Coach the YRC, and I'm the special teams coordinator this season there, in the 19s. Okay. And, um, yeah, so one thing that I mentioned with the uh, Coach Davis last night with with East Kilbride is there's quite a lot of teams out there that are you know, under 19, under 17 levels. It's quite disjointed when it sometimes when it comes to the to the main team, the adult team. Is is how, how does the connection work there, if at all, between the under 19s or the youth guys there and, and the main team? Uh, there's quite a lot of crossover, actually. We have kind of 15 to 20 of the senior players come and watch every home game for the juniors. Okay. Um, and you know that helps the juniors. You know, when it comes to step up, they don't feel like it's a completely different team. You know, they know certain faces and certain coaches from the senior team, and it just it makes that transition a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And um, so, what's what are maybe some of your favourite aspects, or or some some things you might change either in the the flag football or, or coaching? 
Well, flag, fo- flag football is entirely self-refereed at the minute. Um, so you'll be at a tournament and, you know, for example, we'll be playing the Sheffield Giants and we'll have, uh, say, the Newcastle Blackhawks refereeing for us. Right. Um, so there's no actual baffer refs there, uh, which, yeah, it kind of works for how it is. You know, the flag's quite a close-knit um, kind of community almost. You, know, you see the same faces at tournaments and, you know, it's only it's only five aside. You know, whole squads are signing the ten, twelve players. Yeah. So you, you kind of get used to seeing the same faces and talking to the same people. Thing. So it kind of works that way. But you know, having proper officials, you know, it's kind of a big thing that does I think does need some improvement working towards. But that, you can say that about the whole of Britball, really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just to, on 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 Britball, uh, Ben. Uh, sorry, on Britball. On, on on flag football. What's um what's the kind of dimensions of the pitch like? Obviously, you say it's five on five. Just maybe you want to give a background on that. Is are the pitches the still the same size or or the same width or or that kind of stuff? And is it are all the all the rules still the same? Like six points for a touchdown. Do you kick field go- uh, point afters or field goals and that kind of stuff? Uh, the pitches are fifty yards by twenty five yards. I think. I think that's the smallest it can be. They can be a little bit bigger. Um, in terms of scoring, you score touchdowns. Touchdowns still worth six points. Um, there's no kicking involved, so you know you either turn it turn it over on downs or you score effectively. Okay. Uh, and then when it comes to converting your touchdowns, uh, you can go for a one point conversion or a two point conversion, and the only goal. So a one point conversion is from five yards out, and a two point conversion is from twelve yards out. Okay. Mm. No, so that's just a one-off play. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's not say it's not something I, I knew. So yeah, I'm glad you could uh, fill fill in the blanks for me there. So what um, what if over the, your your career, I suppose for 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 America football, what would you say is your probably your proudest moment? Uh, it's probably came as a coach actually. Um, we had a player for the under 19s wide receiver, uh, and I was a little bit worried about putting him on the field to be honest with you. He just you know. He, didn't know, he was very quiet, didn't have a lot about him kind of thing. Um, and it came to a game where I think two of my starters were injured, so I had to put him on. Right. And uh, the second play, we took a screen pass 65 yards down to the one-yard line. And if not for an abysmal officiating call, it would have been a touchdown. <laughs> um, but that was a quite proud one, just to see, you know, this kid has kind of come from nothing. And I like to think my coaching um, pushed him along a little bit into playing like that. And I think he was... Arguably my star receiver for the rest of the season. Mm. Nice, yeah. So that was uh, it's kind of hand in that. Yeah, no, I bet it's quite rewarding to see, obviously, you know, someone coming out of their shell and, and being you know, not necessarily Marshawn Lynch and be, beasting out. But um, I suppose it's nice to see someone that you've you've helped cajole along um, and kind of to fulfil their their abilities and, like you say, there to to be like a star a star receiver. So. Do you maybe just want to to uh, just a bit have a, have a bit of a chat on about what kind of commitment you put in during the week, both uh, as a player uh, for flag or or you know next season, uh, you know what the commitment you will have to put in, or maybe as a coach uh, and maybe give a bit of insight into what is expected from 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 guys. Uh, in terms of flag, we train twice a week, uh, Tuesday nights and Saturday afternoons. Um, that's kind of all through the year, really. Flag. Sort of operates all year round in terms of you know these different tournaments. These flagging New Year in January, which is pre-season, and uh, there's the King Bowl in Netherlands, which we went to this year. Uh, Plays quite well in in tent. Uh, so again, it's like kind of all year round. 
you know, two training sessions a week. Um, that's kind of, well, as a player, I just kind of turn up, do my bit, and uh, go home. So in terms of, uh, there's not really a lot more to it than that. Kind of have, okay. keep fit, obviously keep in the gym, um, you know, make sure I'm not a liability on the field, you know, try and make sure I'm in good condition because I think at one point flag was kind of, you know, kind of the poor relative, but I don't think that's the case anymore. You know, you used to get, you know, big fat guy, very good at anything, um, trying to play flag, but flag's super competitive now. You've got some great athletes there. Uh, but then in terms of my coaching, um, obviously I've coached season run kind of beginning of February through till back end of August. Um, so, so that's two training sessions a week, which is Wednesday and Sunday for us. Uh, and I'll say I have to plan my sessions based on the head coach's session plan. Uh, so I'll say I coach the wide receivers specifically and the special, special teams coordinator as well. So I have to plan my parts of the session. Um, so try and improve as much as I can as a coach. A lot of uh, you, you're watching YouTube videos, podcasts, that kind of thing. Um, I picked up quite a lot of my stuff from Mickey Joseph, okay. who is the wide receiver coach at LSU. Um, so, so he's a very experienced coach and it's handy to have kind of the online resources to learn or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously everyone everyone learns their own way and, you know, even doing it, either do, through doing it or, or say, watching videos or, or, you know, looking at what coaches kind of put out. Um, I mean, I've only just started, I mean, I'm, I'm at the age of 32 and I've only just started... Um, Last Sunday was my second ever America football practice. So looking at joining the team that's um, entering registration for, for next season. So um, I'm certainly picking up things. Uh, I know I know enough of, of of the game, and I've played enough Madden. I've watched enough film. I've watched enough NFL games to know what what's going on. So it's just um, for me, it's the, the fitness side. So I'd, I'd assume that most of my time and efforts can be put into that, and obviously nutrition stuff as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly fun. It's certainly a fun game. What, what's the um, one thing I didn't mention about the flag uh, game, Ben? Is what, what's the costs like? Are the costs a bit lower? Do you have to wear helmets, or is it is that all fine? Uh, no, you just it's a game shirt, shorts, um, basically no lid, no shoulder pads, anything like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think that's arguably why it's growing so quickly because you, it's so little startup cost. You just need, you know, seven guys and a football, really. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I say, mate, if you if you, haven't, if you haven't got pads or anything to pay for, I suppose the costs are say, quite cheap. So I can understand why quite a lot of people maybe want to try it and try and get into that. So yeah, um, maybe have you got any um, any advice for any young people out there that are listening, or any maybe mums or dads that have kids that are looking to to get into maybe to flag or you know the youth uh, game? Uh, the, what, what's the easiest way of getting into it, and what's kind of the ways that they can maybe look for teams in their local area, or you know, is it all predominantly Facebook, or is there any other ways that they can kind of reach out and try and get their kids into it? Um, I mean, if you go on to Double Coverage, they've got uh, a part of their website which allows you to find your nearest team. Yeah. Uh, obviously, not all teams offer youth, junior, flag, anything like that. I think we'll look. I mean, I'm looking at Manchester Titans offer I think a team at every level available men's women's youth a lot um I think. so we're starting guys now at like seven seven or eight years old okay. uh, playing cadet football which is kind of under 12 and progressing under 17s under 19s so we could in theory have guys hitting our senior team with 10 years of football experience behind them get down to your local club if your club has if you've got a 10 year old and your local club's got an under 12 team then get them involved um you know any 
I'm sure they'll all be well looked after, um, especially at Titans. Got some great coaches there, and you see that with other teams as well. Mm. And are there any positions, maybe not necessarily at the adult level, but maybe at the uh, youngster level, um, are there any positions that may, maybe don't fill as, as quick? You know, obviously, like in soccer, no one really wants to be a defender. They want to score the goals and that kind of stuff. Is there kind of an American football equivalent at the younger age? For, for you know, is defense, I suppose, less sexier than than offense? Um, yeah, decent mix actually. Nobody wants to seem well. Nobody seems to want to play O line. Um, but obviously, without the O line, you don't have a team. Yeah. Uh, you you kind of got to coach guys that way, and you know, I think. Eventually, you find guys that love playing O-line. You know, I think there's, there's a group of guys that manage to tighten seniors who just love playing O-line. Um, you know, it's, it's a difficult position to learn. It's very unglamorous, I suppose, but everyone on the team loves you for it, I yeah. think. So, um, obviously, when you I mean, coach wide receivers, the first thing you get at a rookie camp is about 150 guys all wanting to play a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to whip them down and find, you know, maybe go play cornerback or running back or something like that. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no positions that are kind of easier than the others they're all they all have the challenges you know wide, playing wide receiver sounds easy and so you've got to try and memorise all your routes and focus on your run blocking and that kind of thing It's there's more to it than just catching footballs Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially in contacts as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I've, in the two the two training sessions I've been to, I've picked up two different injuries. I've learned a couple of new plays, and sometimes when I'm in the, in the huddle, even in in training, and they they call play, and then maybe an audible, it's just like, oh, you know, crap. What 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 what, what am I supposed to be doing? So you, if you're the like the the Y receiver, and it's just you know you do something different, or you you know react to what the defense is is showing, um, it's it's quite it's quite mindful, but. Um, what's uh, with obviously with the younger the younger guys? Do you maybe have a you know in, with regards to playbooks and and play calling? Is it quite simplified to to help the the younger lot try and maybe digest it a lot easier? Yeah, you've got to like that. Yeah, um, it's, it's so it's very close those things where you're constantly learning. Like even now, I've been playing the sport for like seven years on and off, and even now I'm still learning. I'm still learning different ways I can get separation from receivers and different. Um, kind of offensive schemes and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So with the guys who are coming in, you know, 16 years old, maybe played a little bit of five man, um, under 17s football with the juniors. It's a big step up towards the nine man. Yeah. Even though it might not sound it. Um. So you just want to keep things simple, Phil. I think. So our our junior playbook is a simplified version of the uh, seniors playbook. So I can't go into too much detail on it. But mm. um, again, it's it's getting a playbook that works, simplifying it down into manageable chunks that they can learn. And then it's obviously easy to step up to senior as well when they come to the more complicated stuff. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it probably helps as well, like say with the transition, if you've got a playbook, which is a simplified version of the what they eventually could be going into, then again, that helps their transition into, you know, knowing some of the basics and the background and the foundations there. Yeah, I mean, it's all about kind of, obviously, uh, the Titans have this kind of one-club culture where all the teams are, you know, together. We try and make the transition between, you know, going from under-17s to under-19, under-19s to senior and so on, as seamless as possible. Mm. And, uh, I mean, having the B team will help um, because that gives a div two option for the guys who think, well, maybe I'm not big enough to play Prem or, you know, maybe I'm not good enough to play Prem. Yeah. Um, they can go in and play to see how they handle that at adult level. And uh, perhaps progress onto the Prem team when they're, when they're able to. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, okay, so let, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, the NFL uh, game over over in the states. Obviously, you're a big Washington Redskins fan. Um, unfortunately, I'm a Dallas fan, so we're, we're maybe not going to be the best of friends. No. Um, <laughs> um, so I wouldn't have agreed to do this if I'd known. No, well, that's, that's probably the part of the beauty of uh, not not disclosing who I fa- who, who I support, but. Um, yeah, moving swiftly on. So, what what do you think uh, of the skins over the off season? Obviously, quite a lot of change, including quarterback. Uh, obviously, drafted uh, Darius Geis. What? How, how do you how do you see the, the skins faring uh, next season? Uh, I'm a big Alex Smith fan, to be honest with you. Uh, um, the Chiefs have always kind of been loose in my second team, um, most mainly because of Alex Smith. Really, uh, he's a very underrated quarterback. Uh, he's not, probably not going to win you many games, but you certainly won't lose you many either. So I think we're kind of looking somewhere between seven and nine and nine and seven this year. I think maybe playoffs. Who knows? Depends how the rest of the division pans out. Um, but you know, I don't think the years are right off yet. We've got some good rookies on there. We've got some great ones on the D line. Deron Payne, uh, Jonathan Allen's coming back fully fit. Uh, obviously, Darius Geis running back. Uh, it's, it's exciting time, really. It's uh, just kind of keep this young core together and uh, phase out the vets, yeah. the, the young replacements. So, yeah, they were certainly... Um, a little bit in transition. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were very much decimated uh, by injury last season on both sides of the ball, so obviously that didn't help. So obviously getting um, I think the corner depth, I don't think, it, it, it has, it isn't as good as it has been in, in previous years. But certainly if, you, if you've got everyone healthy, there's enough there to, to certainly make a run. It'd be interesting to see what kind of wide receiver steps up there because you've kind of got three guys there that are kind of middle of the pack and you, you kind of want one to, to, to step up and be be the guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you, do you play much fantasy football at all? Uh, yeah, I do. No, I'm not particularly good at it, but I uh, I like it. It keeps Sundays interesting when the Redskins aren't playing. Mm. Uh, so uh, we have a team league at... Titans fly and uh, play with one of my friends as well. So it's, uh, you know, it takes over your life, I think, at some point. Yeah, it certainly does. And, and it, do, you, do you always find yourself drafting either Alex Smith uh, when he was at Kansas City or Washington Redskins players, or are you quite uh, level-headed when it comes to that? Oh, I, I think I've drafted Alex Smith the last five years, I think. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like 13th, 14th round, he always seems to be there, so I just pick him up. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, if, if you never get... A matchup where you know maybe your actual starting quarterback isn't is it in there? You can always chuck Alex Smith in and he'll score you a reasonable amount of points without really hurting your team. So it's a nice backup to have in the fantasy league. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's going around the same again this year. I'd say he had a really good season last season and say one of the best deep football throwers uh, in the league. But yeah, certainly uh, he's he's going to be a guy that either goes undrafted uh, but in the deeper leagues they say he'll be a, a QB2 maybe but um, yeah no I don't I don't mind Alex Smith like I say he's never going to be a high ceiling kind of guy but um, he's not going to usually put up you know less than 10 points he'll, he'll be kind of middle of the middle of the road but um, yeah okay so we'll, we'll get you out on this uh, Ben just last question before you go so if you had to give up all your if you know if, if American football uh, kind of didn't exist tomorrow and you had to go and do something else what would you what else would you do? Uh, oops, my question is, kind of American football's more than half my life at the minute, as it sounds. It's four nights a week for me. Uh, so, do you know what? I don't know. I think I'd have to find another sport that was half decent at, which uh, doesn't come along that often. So maybe I'll go back to boxing, something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
It's, uh, but Ben, thank you so much for joining us, my friend, and uh, say good luck with the uh, the rest of the season, and good luck with your obviously your recuperation and your uh, fitness for for next season. I hope you you get to go back to contact next season. No doubt, we'll try and get you back on maybe with Sam Sam one day, and we'll have a have a little round table. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Ben. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye. Ben Nuttall there of the Manchester Titans. Thank you so much to him for coming on to the show. He can be found on social media at bnuttall11 and the team can be found on Twitter at Manchester Titan. Um, very much uh, recommend that you go and check them out. Obviously, we had Sam Bloomfield, uh, the quarterback for the, the main adult team there on the show uh, quite a while back now, so hopefully we'll try and get him on maybe when the season has finished. Tomorrow we'll, we'll also go through, obviously, uh, towards the end of the season now in Britball, and we'll try and give you some information about the playoffs and where they're being played uh, and all the like as well. So there's no doubt there will be a game near you. But talking about the podcast now for a second, so obviously season is coming up very soon. Uh, myself and Lee Wakefield have just finished our divisional articles. They're called uh, Under the Bracket Joy Divisions. Um, so we, uh, myself and Lee, have gone into every division and we've broken down every team we've looked at how we you know, how we think they will perform we've maybe given you an idea of some fancy players to own depending on their adps some players to avoid some players maybe we don't necessarily buy the hype on uh, i mean we just finished the nfc west today and what one player for me is uh, any of the quarterbacks in the, that division They're just not for me so go ahead and check those out that's under the blog uh, heading and again, if you've got any if you've got any comments or thoughts, please leave them either on the page or uh, at Full Ten Yards is the Twitter handle or Facebook or all any anywhere. Uh, like a bit of interaction, that's always good. Maybe maybe even send us uh, a voice bite. Um, what you can do with voice bite is download the app or you can get on the links that are on our social media. Uh, I need to tweet one actually. I haven't done one for a couple of days, but you can click on those or you can sign up and you can leave us up to a 15 second message with any thoughts. Maybe you've got some draft questions. Maybe you've got uh, just general mailbag questions about how they, how we think a, a team will do this season. Happy, more than happy to answer those. Uh, also on the podcast, some podcasts coming up after Britball week. Uh, next week we'll have a couple of divisional previews, uh, NFC East uh, with Casey Kasem uh, or Fighting Chance Fantasy. Really recommend you you check that one out. That's got a, a good intro uh, on it. And Lee, Lee also joins us next week. We break down and preview the AFC West and we play a little couple of games at the end there too. Uh, after that, uh, we're going to be kind of focusing on fantasy a little bit. So um, we're going to be looking at some mid-round players uh, and draft strategies on for, for those players so you know whether or not someone goes wide receiver zero wide receiver uh, and then the running backs maybe to target in the mid rounds or vice versa if you go zero running back who are the running backs you want to be targeting in the mid rounds so stay tuned for that and then also uh, we'll be doing some rankings i will we'll be um getting someone on the show that, that will go through his rankings you know how does he compile his rankings and maybe i'll, I'll question him on one or two that i don't necessarily agree with um just on the on the touch there of uh, social media 400 followers uh we've hit through that barrier today um very 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 grateful to each and every one of you 
out there for following me. Um, very feel very humbled and privileged to even get that many. I mean, it's only 400 followers, but um, to think that 400 people want to see my Twitter timeline, or to all you listeners out there that actually want to click on and hear my voice, um, it makes me very happy. And that's part of the reason, obviously, why we do it. I, I do it because I enjoy doing it and yeah I pretty, I pretty much do the podcast because it helps me get all my thoughts about the NFL season down on paper you know thoughts about players for drafts thoughts about teams for maybe on for betting purposes um and also what we'll do um obviously another another way that I want to try and give back is to donate some money back to double coverage obviously they do a massive massive job uh, in this country trying to help support the game obviously that's one of the recurring themes throughout all the podcasts this week so I would like to Try and raise some money, get them um, some support, and you can do that by visiting our Just Giving page. I think it's just justgiving.com forward slash full ten yards. Um, it's on the it's on the website full ten yards.com forward slash fundraising uh, or competitions as well. So what we want to try and do, we'll do a couple of free competitions as well. But what we'll do um, in some other competitions, so last man standing, where you pick one team each week, uh, and you can only pick one team uh, per season. We'll be doing a pick'em competition where you just pick the spreads uh, against the spreads for for every game in the season, and maybe if we get enough interest, uh, we'll do a fantasy football league as well. But what we want to do is maybe do a couple of free ones. But for the ones where I, I encourage donations, or anyone that does a donation is eligible um, to join, and we, hopefully we'll come up with some good prizes for those uh, in return for your donations. So keep a very sharp eye on our Twitter handle, our social media over the next week or so. Obviously the podcast is going up, some more articles will no doubt go up. and trying to work on a piece called Contract Lenses where we shine the spotlight on some players that are in the final years of their contract and whether that actually means anything. Um, but yeah, keep your eyes peeled for, for those competitions as well. Uh, and if you want to maybe have any suggestions or maybe you, know, you want to be part of one of those free leagues, please let me know and we will get you in there. Um, but I think that's pretty much going to do it for today's show. We're back again tomorrow, like I say, at the top of the show. We'll be back with Sheffield Giants, uh, Toby Chesters and Coach Scott of the Tamworth Phoenix, hopefully if he uh, is, is around. So I hope um, they're there for that and I hope you can join us too. Be the great words of Kevin Cadle. It's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.